Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And today we're going to talk about trying to break the cycle of the independent woman. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's where you can put it. Yeah, that's how I can uh, best describe it. <laughs> well, so we kind of got into this. I, I do have to say that this has been something that we've been kind of playing with a little bit. We got into it because we were raised, we, we told you this before, but we were raised by a strong, independent black woman. You know the story, mm-hmm. single mom. Everything was reliant on her. Like she didn't have any support if it didn't, if she didn't make it happen, it didn't happen, right? And, and so now you fast forward, and we are 30s. <laughs> now <laughs> I say 30s. that. We're, we're in the 30s, and, and, and we struggled with it. I know that I have just struggled with this this concept of being raised and, and, and that being the foundation of really my growth years or, or what I really established my thought process. My formative years. My formative years. So yes. that's what I was looking for. And then combating that with the relationships that mm-hmm. I've taken on or the job position or raising Yo, my jobs. kids or, <laughs> or, or it's been a huge struggle for me. What about you? I completely agree. Minus the kids because I don't have any. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, in all honesty, it's been the struggle of like literally being raised by this strong, independent woman. Like, that is who I am at my core, but really, I don't want to show up that way yeah. in all of my spaces, right? I don't want to be the strong, independent woman in my relationship because I don't, that's not how I view my role in a relationship, right? But you know what's been hard for me? So I agree with everything that you just said there that you don't want to be that person. But my own struggle is that I have those characteristics that I'll say that I don't want to be independent but at the same token I have this like battle with my significant other (laughs) of making decisions or or it's because you don't trust him like you know what I mean yeah it's not like you do want to you do not want to be independent but you want your spouse to show up in the way that you don't have to worry yeah like that's why I think you do that the only but way I we'll think be I've able to always step back. done that though because you never trusted your spouse. There's been a couple people that I've trusted who um, it just you could whisper me the <laughs> names, <laughs> but I'm like that's to me that's where it comes from. Yeah. It's like because you're second guessing, because you're worrying, you can't totally release it because they're not gonna do it. It's not that they're not gonna do it how you would do it. It's that they may not ever get to it without your help. <laughs> Okay, I can see that. Okay. I'm thinking about that. I'm letting I'm letting that marinate a little bit. And it's not to say anything bad about the men or whatever, but it's just I think we do it as a precaution because there's a certain way we want it done. Yeah. But is that correct? It's absolutely I mean, I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but I don't think it's correct for us to be doing that to the men I don't think it's fair for us to put our expectations that, on another that's where human I'm going being with it. so yeah. so when we think about this independent woman thing and you think about saying that you want to be um more submissive I'm going to use that word in, in this yeah you can use you, that you want to use you want to be that way but then you have this thought in your head that it's not going to get done to the standard that I have I don't have that thought so how do you <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's 
that's why I think I've made the mistakes in the past is that I've been with men who couldn't deliver it, period. And so, again, it's not that that I want it done a certain way. It's that I want it done, and they're not doing it, and this is how I would do it, so that's how I'm expecting them to do it. They just need to do it, right? And then I won't even care <laughs> at all, like, how you get but it so done. So are you saying that then you're in the situation because you chose the wrong man? Is that what you're saying? I absolutely think that that's the case. And it's it's not about choosing the man. It's about choosing the characteristics that you want in a man. Does that make so sense? I, I get that. But the thing that is playing in my head as you say that, though, is that you guys are, are two different people. Even if if this guy is perfect in 80% of the ways that you need him to be perfect, what do you do in that 20% then? It's got to be stuff that you don't really care about. <laughs> okay. I mean, for real, because okay. the person, no, that's good. It, it's not going to be 100. Like, I, so we live together, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, so... I don't care if someone doesn't do dishes because I love to do dishes, right? Like, it just has to be stuff, like, that I don't really care about. That is not going to bother me. But if it's stuff that's going to irk my nerves, like, wrong person. Yeah. So are you developing a list then of what the right person has? So that's a great question. I've never been a list person, and I honestly think that's been to my demise. Like I've I've kind of been anti list actually. Yeah, Um, I can see that. Yeah, you you know you know I don't do stuff like everybody else. But I think that that has left way too many things open. Okay. Um. So my one of my good friends, she actually made a list this year and. She shared it with me. I think I'm just going to steal her list. It was so good, y'all. <laughs> was it was good. <laughs> You're like, oh, I can use this too. Right. I was, I was like, like, can I take this girl? Because this is good. So it was on the higher level, right? It's not like, oh, he has to be over six feet. It's not about the material things, yeah. but it's truly about the values, right? And those are the things that are important to me. It's like, you got to be a Christian. Like, that's very important to me. But there are some other things, you know, you need to be financially literate and you need to be financially stable. Those are things that got added to the list. Yeah. But I'm like, I am going to make a list, right? I think I'm going to build off of her list. But I think it's important to know what it is that you're looking for. And it's the same thing with the vision board. We put these things out in the universe and it's kind of our compass to how we see the world. Why not do that with a man? Okay. So you think that that's the foundation for you to to stay in this submissive role and and not be this independent chick? So I think the ability to trust that your partner can do his job allows you to lay off and, you know, be your feminine self. Okay, and so then after that, what's what's required then? Like, how do you shift? Because I, I, I still would say, going back to what we were saying earlier, is that I still have some characteristics that I don't think are very <laughs> are very submissive. You're saying you don't? Me, me personally, yeah. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's look at some examples. And we started talking about this because we were raised as independent women. Mm-hmm. So what exactly are you talking about? Now you want to get more specific (laughs) yeah just give an example because I'm trying to think of one for myself like because that is for me the one we just talked about where I would second guess what the man is thinking or like I would nag them or something because 
it's not how I would do so, it. It's yeah, a big so yeah, so I was gonna say I was, that's that's one I was actually gonna pull up. So there are things that my significant other does that he'll get the job done, but I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I'm thinking. Of. I'm not saying that to, to him, but thinking you could have done it this way, it'd been more efficient, cost yeah. you less time. But he still gets it done. But in my head, I'm going, you could have just. So why does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, who cares? To me, that means you got too much time on your hands to <laughs> I even need to find a hobby. Yeah, to even pay attention to how he's doing it. Who cares? Maybe he has ten hours to do this and wants to waste ten hours doing it. Like, why do you care? I don't know. It's just annoying. <laughs> you need some hobbies, okay? <laughs> yeah, that I think that that will solve that one for you. <laughs> you need to be in the studio more. <laughs> I was about to say, I have a lot of things I could be doing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, I really don't care as long as it gets done. So <laughs> you sound like you have or that you've been able to shake this thing. So what would you say are the things that you've done to, to get away from this independent woman thing? Girl. <laughs> I love to say this, but like the true test is when you actually have to do it. <laughs> we could say I've shooken it, whatever, but I'm single right now. So we have no idea if I've shaken this at all. But you've had relationships. You've, you've been able to see from, from that time when you were a child to the time that you are now, you've been able to see how you function in a relationship and, and what that looks like for you. Yeah, I mean, I think the... I really haven't achieved this like ability to be to not be independent in a relationship and this is like a new goal for me okay and so I've just been studying it a lot as I do <laughs> when I want to do something new yeah I, that just made me think of something else too being vulnerable yeah when I think about mom and and her independentness yeah it was that she wasn't capable of exposing her own vulnerability. I remember finding out that she had cried all night, not because she was open about the fact that she was crying all night, but because I snuck into her room in the middle of the night mm -hmm. and happened to find her. Um, I think that that's something that in a relate girl. No, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. That's not on my list. <laughs> I mean, I get where you're coming from. Like independent women holding a lot of stuff. Yeah. But I think I think you should be strategic on what you're vulnerable with. <laughs> I mean, I think that there's a different there's a different relationship that and you can attest to this probably, like there's a different relationship you have with your kids than with your man. It's different. So maybe as a parent she should have been more vulnerable in certain things, but I think that there were, there are different things that you will be vulnerable with your man about than you would with your kids about. I would I use that as an example because in in my place in her life I was her child, but I don't mm -hmm. think that she opened up like that with men either. Um, and I'm saying I don't think you should. I mean, I think it's a different kind of vulnerability. I don't let me think on exactly what that looks like, but from a independent mother standpoint, I say, like, I didn't, like, I really thought mom was a superhero until, like, we got in a car accident. Like, I could, because I never saw her, like, weak at all before yeah. that. So, I don't know if that's the persona that we should be teaching our children. 
because <laughs> I mean, for me, it just kind of set up this like unattainable. She was gonna fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this unattainable goal. So I would have appreciated a little bit more vulnerability from that standpoint. Just like you know, it's okay to cry, right? Because now we have that complex <laughs> where like we can't really cry. So. Yeah, I think there's different things, but we're getting like to a different side of the topic. <laughs> so you were you were contrasting that against that of a relationship in men. Um, so in relationships, I mean, I guess I'm wondering because you brought it up, like being vulnerable. What does it look like? How do you feel like you're not vulnerable in your relationship? And what did, what vulnerabilities do you think you should be showing? So I've actually, so in the holidays, I like to watch a lot of rom-coms. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been doing that. So I was going to bring up a lot of rom-com examples. <laughs> but it's, it's more about sharing your weaknesses, sharing the things that scare you, sharing the things that hurt. Um, and not just from uh, I'm in the moment I'm dealing with it, but as a part of getting to know you. Getting to know who you are holistically. You know, everybody, we, we live in this world now where everything is kind of a, a instant gratification. You have yeah. this persona that you put on social media. And it's actually establishing a relationship in your true self and, and sharing those things like your weaknesses and, and your flaws and the things that you aren't so proud of is what I'd say when I think about just that vulnerability and sharing that with your, yeah. with your significant other. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I struggle with is that, like, the reason we started dating each other in 2020 is because I feel like there's some things that just men are not equipped to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think I agree. Like, there is a level of vulnerability that you should have in your relationship with your spouse. But I don't, I think the mistakes that I have made in relationships is thinking that that person had to carry everything. Because I just think that men are wired so differently than women. And we get upset when the man can't, like, show us the affection or, like, respond in the right way. But it's because they can't. <laughs> like, that's not how they're wired. So that's that's the resistance that I give, like, when we talk about the kind of vulnerability mm -hmm. we should have with our man is that we need to be realistic, ladies. Like, the kind of vulnerability we want to give to our man is actually the only vulnerability. Like, we have to have a gay man in order for him to really <laughs> respond in the way that we want him to. I was going to say, I know some gay men, they still wouldn't do <laughs> They still wouldn't do it. <laughs> but I'm like, we have to be cognizant of, like, what we can expect to get back from the man, <laughs> right? Like, what we're putting out, what is it that we can expect to get back? Yeah, and as you say this, I'm thinking in my head about when when I think about a submissive woman, the story of Ruth mm -hmm. is the thing that pops in my head. That was what I was always like trained on. That's what she looks like. And just reveal for the audience quickly, recap for the audience, story of Ruth. Oh, God, that's, can't even think about all the things, but you, you can take it. I'm thinking about, what's Boaz, girl? It's not Ruth, though. It's Esther. I was thinking, is that Esther? No, it's not Esther. Boaz and, dang, this terrible. <laughs> this is terrible. What's the story, Ruth? Just remind me of a yeah, couple so, things and so I'll remember it's, it. It's basically that, so one, I think the husband died, and so there was two ladies. One was sending. Oh, 
Naomi's the Naomi. mom. Yes, I can remember Naomi. That's what that is Boaz, but I don't think it's Ruth. This that's why I was um, Boaz. Who is Boaz's girl? Sorry, y'all. Quick intermission while we. It is Ruth. Oh, it's Ruth. Okay. I'm still not finding it. But if you say it's Ruth, it's Ruth. So, so Naomi's husband died. Yes. She had three daughter-in-laws, I think. It was three of them. So her husband died. Then, I actually think she had two daughter-in-laws. Um, her husband died. Then her sons died. And so she was going back to her homeland where basically she can get taken care of and... Her nie- her daughter-in-laws were Ruth and some other lady. And while they were on the trek back to their homeland, Naomi gave the two ladies like this option. Like, you guys need to go back. You're still young. You can remarry and get taken care of. Like, don't worry about me. I'll figure it out. And so one of the daughter-in-laws was like, okay, peace, I'm out. <laughs> and she went back to her homeland. But Ruth, apparently, that's what we say her name was. <laughs> Ruth was like no Naomi like I will give up my heritage like I am going to be with you and I'm going to help support you and stick by your side and so they went on to this land and basically Ruth like took care of this woman she like started going to work and like bringing all whatever back okay this is a long story but so there was (laughs) a land that was nearby that was very plentiful and this was the land that was owned by Boaz and so Naomi told Ruth to go there and till the land and basically Boaz let her do that because she was like a widower and like I don't know that was the first kind of like he must kind of like he must kind of like me and so that really was how they sustained their lives right is because she was able to go to this land and like get food and sell it or whatever I don't know then how this transpired but then Ruth I mean then Naomi told her to go to his house and like get dressed up it's like oils right yeah and like go lay with him basically and so anyway she did Oh, this is such a long story, and I'm not doing it justice at all. (laughs) Anyway, she did. And fast forward, he agreed to take her as his wife. And so there's a whole lot of, I mean, you hear a lot of stories about this. But but in it, I think the important part was, though, is that Ruth was very humble. She was very generous. Like, she didn't, she was selfless in everything, in all of her pursuits and everything that she she did. And it was that that was kind of seen in her. And, And so when I think about womanhood and I think about being submissive it, it's kind of this person it'll the story will tell you how she got up early in the morning and she made sure that Boaz was taken care of and that all of his things were in order and and I think that as I think about the independent woman and and the submissive woman as they've kind of been displayed throughout my life I've always thought of the submissive person as being more weak Mm. When in fact, she had to be super strong, right? And and so when I hear you talk about um, really the things you can share and the things you can't, I don't think that I've ever had another woman say to me, this is how you become or or how a a woman Mm -hmm. 
portrays or, or acts or, or does those yeah, things. We did not have that, right? Because we were raised by this independent woman who I think couldn't embrace her womanhood. But the things we, like when you say vulnerability with a man, I'm like being a mother, birthing a child, like those to me are, you are extremely vulnerable in those moments. But like those to me are the roles. It's not about, it's not about waking up early to till the land. <laughs> I can tell you that. But being vulnerable is waking up early to prepare the meal or like making sure the house is in order. That's a form of vulnerability while the man is out working and providing. <laughs> okay. That's not exactly where I thought you were going to go with that. But but I think it's a different definition of vulnerability than you were talking about and that, that we have been raised to believe. Okay. So I'm thinking about that a little bit. And so you're saying that your position as a woman makes you more vulnerable. It's not your mental state or your emotional capacity. I 100% agree with that. I've never heard it put that way. I don't think I've ever had that conversation before. Yeah, me either. And like when you talk about the word submissive, like that, by definition, that means vulnerable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, but no man want to be up here crying with you. No, but you bring a a good point. So, so I know this is is a little reaching, but I think about the things that we're talking to a woman about now, about self-care and about Mm -hmm. you tending to your mental space. And if you think about that whole, that journey, that, that, that conversation, it's not about your relationship with someone else. It's all about your relationship with yourself. Um, So I I think it makes sense as I'm kind of piecing this together in the midst of this this current episode. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Nuggets, y'all. Nuggets. (laughs) It's good, though. Like I said before, uh, the conversations that we have here, what we wanted to do is talk about those things that are complex and those things that are not widely socialized. So as I I think about Ruth, that that made me actually put this all together, is it's not about independent chick you know they they make their own money what that song say i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d right she got her own house she got her own car oh i don't want none of that y'all none of that though it does talk a lot about your position and the rightful position in what i'm hearing us say is that you are underneath like umbrella like underneath your husband that you are supporting him lifting him up so he can hold that position for you but you being under there you have to be whole you have to be complete and that's a work that you do within yourself and I don't even see it as underneath like I really believe that if we are embracing our feminine power it elevates the both of you and y'all are like it's a partnership it's just a different role yeah when I say underneath I was more or less talking about, <laughs> it's another biblical reference, but it's mm-hmm. that that really God is above mm-hmm. and he's the shielder and protector of all. And then the husband is supposed to be under that. For you, the husband is under that. But for him, you are above him. So for the husband, <laughs> I'm like, I can't I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I don't know. <laughs> so for the man and the woman, number one is God. Yeah. But number two is actually the other person. Mm-hmm. So while in your, like, right, in my view, I'm number three. In my husband's view, I'm num- I'm his two. So it's like 
y'all are on the same level for each other. It, does that make sense? A little bit. Like his list is God, his wife, him, and, you know, if y'all got your kids, this is without the kids. I was gonna say I'm a little bit confused by that position because I I think that uh, a man should hold God differently from his wife. Uh, maybe we can talk about that in another. No, episode. God is number one for both. Well, no, 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 no. I'm saying that the way that a man looks to his God is not the same way Uh-oh. a man looks to his wife. Absolutely. <laughs> but I don't think the positions change okay. based on that. But I agree. I mean, but I ain't no man either. So <laughs> I don't know what kind of relationship y'all be having, but your role is different. So I imagine you lean on God differently. Okay. I'm with that. I can take that. <laughs> so we can talk all day about this, y'all. I got a lot of theories, okay? I, I, I learn way too much. <laughs> all right. Until next time. I'm Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Shana Dixon. And we are Black Girl Fly. Black Girl Fly.